I swear, bro, if I listen to this live and you have not edited this I'll out, I'll edit it out. Maybe. I don't know. That's the that's, uh, that's, uh, positive playing. of being uh, <laughs> the producer. Welcome back, everybody, to Health Unfiltered. My name is Nicole Haskins, and I am joined with my beautiful co-host, Robo and Brooke. <laughs> toot toot, that's me. Hey. <laughs> They're both doing a really funny like dance in the camera right now. They're really pumped. <laughs> How's that's everyone only doing on our this only week? Fans. <laughs> Oh man, this week's been rough, huh? That's what I'm saying. It, and just we, so I everyone thought you were knows. dying, bro. <laughs> True. Oh yeah, I am. I am dying. Yeah. Just so everyone knows, what Nicole? Uh, we are recording this on a Tuesday, and we're saying this week has been rough. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't and made like, it very um, far. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't know that that sinus infection that I got like a month ago has. I think the infection went away, but like my sinuses are just inflamed so when i sleep i'm like <laughs> and uh oh she's like this Jesus. man's gonna die i don't know what's going on she so just I finally like... got on those steroids oh my what he's been waiting <laughs> Not the for kind i wanted though <laughs> i know i was like doc are these like the good kind and she was like no you're gonna stay average looking and i'm like oh okay cool <laughs> thank you so much but Put you it's in only day place. two so she's like thank you it was so nice meeting you and i was like okay i gotta sign up for therapy now Uh, that's probably a good thing going back to the original question i guess the week has been it's been fine you know Mm -hmm. like you said tuesday but it's been a long one yeah brooke where are you at right now i am on the coast of north carolina in a place called chocowinity oh Oh my god uh, (laughs) what you what I didn't you know, know where that, that was is? a place. No, hell no. Yeah. Could you imagine? Oh. I was like, oh yeah, Chocowinity? <laughs> For sure. Yeah, that's it's really tiny little town <laughs> next to like Washington. Do you know Washington, North Carolina? Probably not. No, when, you, when you say River. Washington, I'm thinking DC or on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Nope. It's a cute little <laughs> coastal town. <laughs> oh, well, that's fine. You're there visiting family, right? I am, yeah. My Mom, my stepdad, my grandmother, and my uncle, and my other grandmother all live here right now. Family Not in the same house. That would be way too much. But <laughs> they all live in the same neighborhood. <laughs> I, know. Wow, I, that's... Like, I need some space. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, man. <sighs> well. Yeah, but it's, it's nice. So I got my like sweet little setup, my traveling setup, and here we are. Yeah, we're global, baby. I did see, I don't know if you saw on the dashboard, uh, our second most downloaded place is Russia for some what? reason. Amazing. So, yeah, it's like the United States and then like Russia's next. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't it's know what's be going the VPN on. VPN service, right? I, I, you know, I, I don't know. Either that or Putin is like, oh, yeah, health unfiltered is great. So, I don't know. <laughs> Little do we, we know, we, we know have the, like the Russian spies. <laughs> They're they're digging. They want to know the boost, mind download of numbers. Americans. I'm I'm up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm hoping that one day we get the one from North Korea, but I doubt it. <laughs> it's okay. 
Well, if you are listening to this podcast when it launches, we have officially made it to Thanksgiving, which is insane. Um, 2020 is coming to an end, but it is surely not quitting. <laughs> But today we're going to talk about um, your experience during the holiday season and how you can have some food peace. You know, any kind of peace is what we're kind of grabbing at right now. But um, I'm really excited to dive into this conversation with y'all. For sure. And Nicole, what do you normally do on the holidays when you are uh, eating and trying to avoid any sort of uncomfortable conversations with family members? Um, you drink. It's a good icebreaker. You drink a lot. So, <laughs> so no. <laughs> it's a good way to introduce what we're drinking. Oh, yeah. Today. I was like, do you really want me to answer this right now? Yeah, she's like, oh, man, I, I have so many strategies. Like, I have one and a half g- bottles of Pinot usually where the money's at. <laughs> um, but, yes, oh, I man. am drinking me some Pinot Noir tonight out of my Christmas wine glass. And like I told you all earlier, I have about a little over half a bottle left. So strap in. <laughs> <Jesus. Strap> in. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, what about y'all? What are you drinking? I am drinking something called uh, Voodoo Ranger. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you've heard of it, um, yeah, Brooke. Yeah, we've been there. I love it. Uh, yeah, it's from... Oh, you've been there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it? See, so it they have oh, a brewery in Asheville. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's from... Uh, Fort, it, they brew it out of Fort Collins, Colorado, and Asheville. So when I was trying to figure out which one to get, I was like, oh, like I wonder if she'd know this. But it's their... Uh, special spicy release it's called atomic pumpkin is it have you had that before Mm -mm. i don't think so i've only had the regular voodoo ranger Mm -hmm. i don't think i've had the spiced one i i it was like part of like a a build your own six pack uh the can looks pretty neat but it's ale brewed with pumpkin cinnamon and chilies so this is about to be a wild freaking ride (laughs) strap in nice yeah, I strap yeah, in, exactly. Let me know how that tastes. Take a sip. I'm curious. <laughs> What's the notes? <laughs> well, <coughs> oh my god, oh man. that's like that's like really good to drink with a sinus infection. You're like, oh, spice, cool. Literally, we're just gonna see <laughs> Ro stroke be like out snot everywhere, <laughs> like snot coming out of his nose. He passes out. I wish my sinuses are dry as fuck. Oh um, it's actually it's it's good. It uh, I think the I don't know how to explain it. It's it's almost like a like a I don't know because it, it's like pumpkin, cinnamon, and chilies is exactly how I would describe it. But if you get a chance, try it. It's interesting to say the least. I'm gonna try it now because I'm intrigued. Might not drink it all. No. We'll find out. What are you drinking, Brooke? What about you? What I've you got? got I've got a botanist in barrel farmhouse cider, which is like one of my favorites I've definitely had before on the podcast. And it traveled with me. Um after this podcast though, I've got a nightcap scheduled with Mimi to have some Baileys. So, oh, you know, I got that to look forward shit. to. Mimi is getting lit. I, I love <laughs> Baileys, man. <clears throat> like love it. Well, every time I go home for Christmas, which might not happen this year. Mm. Uh, it's just like every morning, I'm just like Bailey's, Bailey's, Bailey's. And my dad is like, is this how you every live your life? Every morning. Like, maybe. <laughs> that, 
it's so great. It's just like, you know, Christmas, you're like Bailey's. Oh, we're going out for a walk, Bailey's. You know, oh. let's go sightseeing, Bailey's. Like, okay, it's great. so this is the lesson everybody needs to hear. This is what deprivation leads to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't deprive myself. It's just like, I just, you know, it's always the it's just second so, like, that Ro gets to me. step away from his schooling, he's like, Bailey's for breakfast. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll give you that one for sure. <laughs> but that what a great segue, Nicole. Yes, sure. yes. Do um, we have a question well, of the week this week? I think so. Do yeah. we? So our question we of the week is going to be, with days getting shorter, holidays upon us, and inevitable lockdowns, what are some of the ways you engage in self-care? Um, does anybody know who sent that question in? That was uh, some random Casey Miller. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard of her. So um. <laughs> I've seen her on Instagram. She's, she's really gonna beautiful. She's going to slap you in the head. Yeah, she's going to stab me in the neck. This is our last <laughs> podcast, everyone, because I have uh, – I'm dead Ro now. Ro has so. officially We're going to rebrand huh? after Ro dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did talk about it right away. <laughs> we have a whole Soon will. I'm gone. First step. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We are looking for uh, new editors if, <laughs> True. If, if I'm gone. But anyway, getting back to the question, um, who wants to go first? Because I don't. Uh, I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay, Brooke, go first. Ooh. <laughs> I mostly just want to get it out of the way. That's uh, fair. I, I don't like being put on the spot, I guess. So I think for self-care – I'm trying to establish a morning routine to mm -hmm. start the day off right. And Coco knows because she lived with me that I'm not a morning person. Mm -mm. So I've started trying to establish a morning routine <laughs> to get up and have time to myself before the rest of the house inevitably wakes up. And it's been really nice just to like appreciate the calm and have a cup of coffee mm -hmm. in silence. Yes. And for like what – a story for the people. Um, when Brooke says she's not a morning person, when we lived together, all you would hear is is like Brooke's slippers shuffling across the floor. And then she would like <laughs> turn the corner and her hair is all disheveled and she's just like making these weird noises. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? But I'm very I'm very proud to hear that, Brooke. That's that's amazing progress. I'm doing well. I think it's because I'm also excited about to wake up and do what I do now. It's yeah. So it makes it easier. I still shuffle around in slippers, though. <laughs> I do Isn't shuffle around how, in slippers. How easy it is to do your day when you're excited about life <laughs> or you're not just like sad all the time. Amazing. Crazy. Yeah. It, it's it works wonders. Uh, well, um, what about I think, you, Nicole? Yeah, I think my answer it's similar to Brooke. So I am a morning person. I just always naturally have been. And so my morning routine is very special to me. And I wake up and the first thing I do is make my bed because it's one thing that I've already accomplished before the day really begins. And I'm like, it's awesome. I've already accomplished something. <laughs> and then I'd normally like sit down and read and have a cup of coffee for a minute, wash my face. So my mornings are very, very special to me. And that is something I really enjoy. Um, I'm really still trying to like prioritize getting some sort of daily movement in, especially when the sun is still up. So 
since the sun literally goes down at like 4 p.m., um, I'm trying to like get outside around lunchtime to just take take some time to walk and be in the sun for a minute. So I'm getting some vitamin D and my my spirits can be lifted for a few minutes um, until I enter back into my apartment of doom. But yeah, that's about it. <laughs> oh my apartment! We're of like doom. a group of Eeyores today. Seriously, you know, yeah, I know, right? Uh, that's that's so funny. I think that um, uh, we have similar answers, Nicole, because I'm also a morning person, and uh, sometimes I'll wake up at like four, and I'm like, oh man, like what am I gonna do now? So I like force myself back to sleep. But uh, one thing that I've been doing, and I think it started mostly because I don't I don't really walk throughout the day much anyway, just because um, I have nowhere else to go <laughs> other than being home now. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the mornings, we like when Casey's off of work, uh, we'll go for like a walk for like a mile, mile and a half and just like sip coffee and catch up and whatever. Um, and I think that that's really great because it gets me moving. And if I work out that day, then I'll plug in like my space heater for the garage and then leave. Uh, it's only a matter of time before I show up and my house is on fire. And <laughs> oh I'm like, my Oops, God. <laughs> I should not have done that. But until then, I'm just going to keep writing it out. Um but yeah, then then the then the movement too. Um, but I, I feel like I've been kind of stagnant. We were going on like a lot more hikes and stuff, but the semester's kind of cranking down. So my self care is, I I think honoring my sleep is the best way to put it. So I would like stay up and play video games because I'd be like, you know, I, I earned, I, I worked hard enough to to where I should be able to do something I enjoy and play video games. But I would like play half asleep and be like, no, no, like you can just keep playing whatever. But now if I'm tired, I'm like, I'm just going to sleep. Mm-hmm. So I'll be watching videos or something. It's like my wind down. And I'm like, I'm not even laughing because I can't even like focus <laughs> on this. So I'm going to bed. So I think that's like, those are probably the two, the two main things is like walking in the mornings, getting most of my steps of the day. Uh, and then like sleeping when, when I feel like I need to, uh, I should probably engage in some sort of like, I don't know, brain stimulation, but I, I'm so over it at this point. I don't, I don't want to be stimulated intellectually anymore. Yeah. Like, no, it's all. like you're already fried. Your brain needs a yeah. break. Yeah. True. So. Well, I yeah. think that those are great answers. And I mean, especially this time of year, it's always really hard to continue to focus on self-care. And I read something yesterday that made a lot of sense to me. And it said something like, if you're finding it's hard to get into a rhythm right now, it's because the rhythm keeps changing. And it's so true. I feel like every single other day, our world just continues to change and shift and there's new rules or new things to worry about and everything just still feels so up in the air. So I think that's also a really good reminder just to give yourself a little grace right now. We're living through something that we've never lived through before. And (laughs) yes, continue to focus on ways that are going to make you feel better and are going to be ways that you can take care of yourself. But there's also going to be some days where you're just like, I don't know. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to take care of myself right now because this all seems really freaking hard. Yeah. And the wise words of cool runnings, Feel the rhythm. Feel the ride. I love Get up that and roll. movie. It's pop time. <laughs> 
Yes. See, there as you go. As soon as you said the rhythm, I was like, I know, I know what I'm doing. See, Disney, bro, if you had, if you had Disney Plus, you could watch Cool Runnings. Oh my god! And Hamilton. Uh, I only watch. I only watch documentaries about exercise sides now. <laughs> I have no fun in my life. So. I think you just sent us like a butt meme. Like, don't act yeah. like you're not yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, although, I don't although hear the, it. I'm not falling yeah, the, for the, it. The, <laughs> the best meme page I've ever seen was actually sent to me by Brooke. It's called, uh, what is it? Secret Buttholes. Hilarious. I'm just going to leave it at that. You, you should check it out. <laughs> it is the best thing for just an immature <laughs> idiot. <laughs> <laughs> just laughs at stupid things. Add it to your self care uh, routine. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, good. This my my week's already gotten so much better. Just just talking. With <laughs> Thank guys. God. So, this is awesome. Oh. Uh, well, should we dive into the questions for this podcast? Let's yeah. Do it. Yeah. Cool. I think I think framing it would be would be great. For sure. What did you say, Ro? I don't know. I was like kind of talking to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, this is going to be a great podcast. Okay. Reel it in. Um, (laughs) Cool. Well, so for the first question, I guess, for this podcast and navigating anxiety around food, what advice would you all have for someone who might have a lot of anxiety around food, especially during the holidays? I will start. Ro looks like he's pondering. <laughs> okay, go for it. I think this time of year, this time of year can bring a lot of anxiety for a lot of different reasons. Maybe it's family stuff. Maybe it's being around food, being in different situations, uh, whatever it may be. But when it comes to the food and nutrition part, the best advice I have is to not overthink it. Mm-hmm. I ha- I think we have a tendency to get really caught up in analyzing every dish and every all this food and thinking that they're bad or off limits. And I think it's just like breaking down that mindset to give yourself permission to eat all foods, relax. Uh, of all years, just relax and enjoy the food. And when you give yourself that unlimited permission, I think it will take some of the anxiety away. None of it's good or bad. Hopefully it's all good. It all tastes good, right? But no food is morally bad or off limits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I, I mean, for me, it's like it's so weird. I've only been at a point in my life where once, when I was getting ready for the like a prep or bodybuilding competition, whatever, where I was like, "Oh, I don't know if I can eat that," Ugh. or like, "Let me weigh this out," and like, that's so annoying. But like, <clears throat> you have to remember that this is a time where you might not. It's like the first time you're seeing extended family for like a long time. And like in, in my culture and in my up, upbringing, it's like there's food all over the place. And it's you're supposed to break bread with family members who you haven't talked to in a long time or just like enjoy the one time my aunt makes mashed potatoes a year and they're fire. So it's like, why would I be like, oh, no, this is so bad. Oh, uh, like it's once a year. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I agree with with what you said, Brooke, about it, like not focusing on things that maybe bad or good because there is no really no real answer with that um but just like this is supposed to be a time of enjoyment and like Mm -hmm. thankfulness and you know family so why are you trying to sour that with whatever you think might be 
bad for you or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think too, just reminding yourself that, you know, really think about what it is that you are going to enjoy the most, because I think we go into these food situations and think that we have to just pile our plate up with everything because it's all there and you don't really want to like make anyone feel bad for not choosing their casserole or their pie or whatever, but really just kind of analyzing the room and seeing all the delicious foods that are available to you and really asking yourself what, what looks the best to me right now? What is really going to satisfy me and sit down, enjoy that food, enjoy the people that you're with and move on with the rest of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also like, it's really easy for, for us to say that because Mm -hmm. I, I think for the most part, we're like very in tune with like how we think about food and, and what we do to make sure that we're honoring our hunger and whatever. But like, that's all work that started before the holidays, Mm -hmm. you know, like we've worked on it for like a long time. Some of us longer than others, you know, me when quarantine hit, I was like, Oh, I'm on an, I'm on an eating kick now. Like (laughs) hell yeah. Um, so like, you know, for, for someone who definitely has anxiety about food, like, and is just hearing right now, like, Oh, you know, just enjoy it. Like, of course it's going to take time. And maybe, maybe this, this holiday season, you give yourself like an an extra plate or an extra snack that you normally wouldn't. But I think it's just like important to to voice that for some people, like if they're just now hearing this and when it comes out on Friday and then like four days, five days later, it's Thanksgiving. They're not going to be like, fixed it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but yeah, I think like starting that work now I mean, even if it doesn't happen this Thanksgiving, maybe it happens Christmas or like next year or the next family gathering. Um, It's like a process that like you need to work through. Mm -hmm. I think you hit the nail on the head too with the being in touch and in tune. And so maybe that's a small thing you can take with you into the holidays if this is a different concept to you and you're like, wait, I just I can't have mashed potatoes or mac and cheese. They're too high carb and they're bad for me. Uh, you're probably overwhelmed. So maybe all you take into this holiday season is I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to take my time and I'm going to slowly like eat my food, actually enjoy how it tastes. So I'm listening and aware when my body tells me it's full, it's satisfied. I would like to move on to the next thing or have dessert or, you know, whatever that may be. Just, just pausing and paying attention. We tend to eat really fast in front of the TV or the computer and we lose touch with even that idea of knowing you know, what our body wants, like Ro mentioned. Yeah, I think it's good too that you mentioned just taking a moment to pause. And if you are in a moment where you're feeling that heightened sense of stress or anxiety, you know, taking a step into the next room, taking a couple breaths and really just asking yourself, okay, what am I feeling right now? What led me to feel this way? What's kind of going on around me? And really just taking that moment to kind of assess it, even if it's just for two minutes. Um, And that might help you step back in to family time and food time and feel a whole lot better. You know, like Rose said, it's not going to, it's not going to happen overnight. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 speaking to that too, I think, you know, not to put my girlfriend on the spot, but one time she was like reaching for cookies or something. And I was like, Oh, like we're about to eat dinner. Like, you know, maybe let's wait a bit. It was not like any sort of anything. And it was like, it was like something clicked in her head that was like, no, like (laughs) this is something I've heard for so long in in my life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like there, there are like, it's so weird to think about food anxiety as like a, a mental health thing, but there are triggers that, you know, maybe your mom always told you you were fat or whatever, and then hasn't done anything for 20 years. And then she just says like, oh, like, you don't look as good as you, you know, something, a small thing. And then from there on, you're like, some anxiety is kicking in, mm-hmm. I can't eat. Um, or I'm gonna fall back to some pattern that hasn't been here for five, 10 years. I think stepping away, Nicole is like a, is a, such a good tool or a piece of advice because you know it's like just because you're put in that situation again doesn't mean like you can't get out of it especially if you've been out of it for an extended period of time Mm -hmm. um so great great piece of advice yeah and i think this is kind of something too that is completely off topic but we really do tend to kind of revert back to our childlike selves when especially when we're around those adult figures that have been in our lives since childhood and the things that we heard them saying, the things that, you know, we picked up from them, it all kind of comes back and you're like, wait a second. No, I, I am a grown ass woman. I don't have to think <laughs> yeah. this way anymore. I don't have to, you know, take this unsolicited advice. If my mom comes up to me and says, I can't have a cookie before dinner, I really don't have to listen to her. <laughs> you know, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> my, I'm my own woman. I can do what I want now. And so it is, it's very strange. It's so strange being adult children. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So yeah, sometimes I'll eat I'll eat ice cream in the morning just to be like, yeah, fuck you guys, uh-huh. you know, what I mean? just to, just to reaffirm that like I'm the adult here. But again, like, can you please pay my my phone bill? <laughs> I think that is one of my favorite things of being an adult, take. and I just want I just I want to tell all the middle schoolers right now who just have all these questions and hate that they can't have a cookie before dinner because I'm like, kid, you just wait. When you're 24, yeah. you're going to eat a pint of ice cream for dinner and no one's going to say anything to you. <laughs> Not only Adulting. will you have crippling depression, but you will also be able to eat whatever you want. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 This is kind of going even more off topic, but I remember it like popped up on my uh, Facebook memories. I still use Facebook every now and then because I'm a boomer. Um, but... <laughs> It was like my cousin posting a study that uh, if you eat um, chocolate cake for breakfast, like you can still lose weight. And she posted this back when I was like a Jim Hardo was like, oh, no, you can only eat chicken and rice. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, like because that's so good for you. And I like left some snarky remark. But, but I saw that again whenever it happened this year. And I was like, yeah perfect you know what i mean like some days you want to eat cake like go ahead and eat cake it doesn't matter uh so i think it's funny that you're you're right that things just change when you're older and you're like yeah i'm my own boss i'm gonna eat whatever i want so 
This is what growth looks like, individuals. <laughs> yeah. People are like, I tuned into this health podcast, and they're just telling me to do whatever I feel like and eat cake yeah. for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hate these people. Like, these trained professionals who are at RDs, uh, they said that I can eat cake all day. Like, well, that's not what we said, but... <laughs> well, I guess that kind of is a good segue, though, into our next question, I guess, is... How do or how can individuals avoid binge eating around the holidays? I think this is something that comes up a lot because we think that this one particular food is only available to us on this one day. And so we kind of find ourselves like just going all all in with it. So what are some steps that you think people could take to not, I guess, overindulge in the moment and uh, I guess reassure themselves that this food can be available on other days of the year if they really want it to be. I think with this one, one of my biggest pieces of advice is don't skip meals or other things you would normally do in anticipation of a meal because you're kind of setting yourself up to just want, you're just going to be ravished and then you're going to gorge yourself till you feel sick and then you're just going to regret everything. Mm -hmm. So I think if you continue with your patterns, like if you get up normally and you have, like Nicole and I do our eggs and potatoes and avocado, do what you would normally do Mm -hmm. and then have Thanksgiving as a meal. You don't Mm -hmm. need to kind of hype it up like it's the only time you can eat today and it's the only thing you're going to get. I think that's my big one. And then really, too, I do think the slowing down and being mindful and actually enjoying the food because honestly, please tell me you guys can relate to this. When you eat something after, you know, like the first couple bites are awesome, but then there's like this diminishing, you know, window of return where like, eh, mm-hmm. okay, I'm kind of over it. And then you're like, why am I still eating this? Oh, yep. mm-hmm. like that's a real thing. Yeah, for sure. But So you don't have to finish your whole plate. You, you know, a thing your mom probably tells you like, you have to finish your plate. Don't waste food. No, I get such joy out of leaving food on my plate now as like an mm-hmm. act of rebellion. Like, oh, I'm full. <laughs> I'll just leave it. I'll oh save God. it for later. Like, I do because I was always taught that. Like, mm-hmm. you have to finish on your plate or you can't get dessert. You know, that thing? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's fair. But but also, like, for me, I'm like, I got to finish everything. <laughs> uh, otherwise, it's like you failed the mission. Like, uh, Yeah. It, you know, I think it's funny, Brooke, you mentioned that, like, you shouldn't treat it or you shouldn't, like, um, deprive yourself of breakfast and you should uh, treat treat it as, like, a normal day. And and I know that like that that's what you uh, should do, or I guess like you know if it works for you. But I love like working out just a bit harder uh, than than I would normally like on that day. Um, I'm not saying skipping breakfast, but like maybe having something less and just absolutely smashing everything that's there. Yes, because like for me, it's it's just like yeah, I guess it is binge eating, but I'm like, give me this, give me this, give me this, <laughs> and the law of diminishing returns doesn't really hit until the next day, and I'm like, oh man, I feel horrible. <laughs> uh, but you know, I do it like once or twice a year, so for me, I'm like, this, this is fine. But I just think it's 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 so funny that you're like, here's what you should be doing. It's good advice, and I'm like. I'm stuck in this pattern for the past like 10 years. I love it. I'm not, I'm not going to change it. I mean, I've heard a few people say that where that's kind of like their favorite part of Thanksgiving is being able to almost fast up until 
the point of lunch or dinner or whenever it is that your family gathers and around the table to eat because they just want to like smash that meal. And I guess I get it, but the way my brain worked was definitely coming from a place of guilt and shame around food. And so I can kind of see how maybe our perspectives are a little bit different, Ro. Um, I remember, you know, on Thanksgiving, I would always sign up for some sort of race. Like one year I ran eight miles in a race and like didn't eat anything until it was like Thanksgiving dinner. And I just remember being miserable because I had just like expended all this energy running and probably was like dehydrated, also hadn't fueled properly that day. And then going into this mill and still like wondering, did I run enough to weigh out all these calories that I'm about to consume? And so there was a very unhealthy relationship in that moment with food and this tradition and being with my family. And it kind of just took all the joy out of it. So I think healing my relationship with food and my body and the way I treat it is yes, on Thanksgiving, it's totally cool if you still want to get up and move your body and work out. But I just hope that it's not because you're thinking you have to do that in order to earn your Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a really important distinction. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. I relate more to you, Nicole, of like the guilt and shame and the idea of earning your calories and uh being, you know, that I I have that mindset not as much as like Ro. Ro, I think genuinely just like enjoys <laughs> it all and uh so we all, we definitely have different perspectives. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's also like if I smash food, then like the next day I'm going for PRs. Like, you yeah. know, like I'm ultra fed. This is good. I passed out six hours early because of just like this increase in like Serotonin. calories. And yeah, tryptophan. Yeah, tryptophan. <laughs> and uh, I'm just going to wake up and just absolutely hammer everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think obviously this is something that I've been doing for a long time and I feel comfortable with, and there's no guilt associated with mm-hmm. any of it. Right. It's just that like, I love to eat food and I love to lift. So I'm going to put those things together as much as I can. And I, would I say think that's that, a healthy thing. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. So like you have to be able to, to recognize that if, yeah, if it was like you said, Nicole, that I I'm going a little harder because I feel like I need to earn it then it would be a problem. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like, well, I'm going to have access to food I haven't had access to in a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to recover a lot better if I can just like smash more food. So I'm going to go a little harder today. So it's just like how mm-hmm. I think about enhancing my my workout, my performance, and not like, you know, something that I need to earn. Two yeah. very important distinctions. Yes. Ro Absolutely. is also still a broke college student, and he's just trying to get fed whenever he can. <laughs> very fair i know i'm like hey He's no like i might not come Tupperware. home but can you guys <laughs> yeah. well that's like the thing i i love most about going home is that i i normally go on for like two two and a half weeks and i'm just like hey guys what are we eating today and i'll like make my sister buy me food and i'm like dad do you want to go out for tacos and stuff and it's not like on my dime or whatever but then i come back and i'm like fuck i gotta cook again this sucks <laughs> Oh, it's funny. 
So how can we kind of overcome the cycle of saying food is bad or off limits or, or that we can only have this once a year? You know, Ro, I know you just mentioned, I know I only have this once a year. Is there a reason that you only have it once a year? You really only care to have it at Thanksgiving. Like, would you think that those foods were like bad or off limits any other time of the year? No, no, I think it's more just the 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 axis of it, right? Like, uh, my family is notorious for like, getting together and making just like a shit ton of tamales, like as as this mm-hmm. like family thing. Uh, and even if I come out here or like out here in New Mexico and I find them, they're just not the same, you know, because I grew mm-hmm. up eating these tamales like a certain flavor, a certain shape, uh, you know, certain density in the dough and whatever. But like to me, it's just like it's very much like it's just home. Mm-hmm. And so if I have a tamal out here, it's 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 good, but it doesn't have like that same taste and like the nostalgia with it. Um, so I you know, I, I do have the recipe to make it myself, but, um, there are a lot of hard, there, please, there are a lot of work. Please and do IGTV like, live or something. Like do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to, uh, what, what would that be? I, I don't, I don't even know. What's uh You definitely have to roll your R's. R? <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, tamales. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just that, you know, it, if, if they're around all the time, then I would eat them, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just that it only happened or I only really get it when I go home. So um, it's kind of and, that and like full experience, why. you know, you really enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Is it your mom that makes them or who, who, who in your family makes them? No, no. It's like, it's like, so for my dad's side, my madrina, my godmother, um we'll like host sometimes or sometimes it's my aunt and we just like all get together i did it for the first time uh last year and it was like it was a lot of fun Mm because you just someone is like making the dough someone is cooking the meat and then it's like actually putting them in in the uh i don't know what it's called the thing and like rolling them yeah 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 the husks and everything um and so it's just this like thing where it's just everyone together and they're making them mm-hmm. and you're making like a billion of them. Uh, and then, you know, I've never been to the one on my mom's side, but uh, yeah, it's just like, they all have a certain, cause like my dad's side makes them different than my mom's side. So like, you know, you can tell which one's from, from which. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's just like a family thing. That's really cool. I really like that. That means me and Brooke are definitely going to have to come home with, for the holidays with you one year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm like you guys remember my white girlfriend i brought two more uh, <laughs> i'm like jesus they're like oh no like, we can't do any anymore <laughs> <laughs> you know what's the so sister funny wives. Though, is, sister. Is, is that they would just put you to work they'd be like cool but you just gotta help make them yeah it's so true <laughs> um i will say uh i i am looking for a new i guess a new partner because last year casey was like yeah i mean the models are just okay and i was like whoa Wait, did you is, say did you and sacrilege. casey are breaking up <laughs> oh yeah well we we technically broke up last last christmas yeah um she we just, just haven't really we just really uh, haven't just talked about it together. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, no, but it was. I just remember her saying like they're just okay, and I was like, I don't, I don't know if I could do this. So I out of that love... anxiety time, I walked out. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just love how Roe casually slid that in. Oh uh, yeah, and everyone listening, all the ladies, I'm looking for a new partner. <laughs> new partner. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, She's gonna be like, "How's the podcast?" I was like, "Oh, it went horrible. Don't listen to it. Wait <laughs> yeah, don't listen to this one." <laughs> hey, we're Team Casey. Don't you uh, worry, boo. Yes, I love yeah. Team Casey as well. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's 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 why it's just because the availability is Got it's it. not available all the time. So, so when I go home, I so say want that, full that like say that for whatever reason. Tomorrow you wake up, your whole family's just in the kitchen getting those tamales going. Wait, did I just say that completely <laughs> my wrong? My first question is how the hell how the hell did you guys get in here? Yes. <laughs> this is my first you're question. not you're not gonna be like, oh no, I can't have these. These are off limits right now. Oh, absolutely not. No way. I'm gonna be like, yeah. Okay. And I'm really sorry I, that be, I, I said that completely like, wrong. I, what did you say? I think I you said like, tamales. Tamales. <laughs> Oh <laughs> yeah, mezcal. Rose, Rose, say it again. <laughs> no, tamales are that was right. Tamales. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Nailed it. Download us on <laughs> any Mexicans out there. We need to, <laughs> some global outreach. Oh my god, oh, pass it out. <laughs> Never mind. You're you're no longer invited invited to the <laughs> to the holiday party. Your invite got canceled. <laughs> They're Bro? like, we can't handle Oh my god, that's one. definitely no, not getting cut like out, that. and I'm really sad. Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. No, I, this is content. Uh, oh my god! Please, please forgive oh, me. Geez. Okay, okay, Brooke. No. <laughs> Brooke, on to on to Brooke. What are what is your thoughts? <laughs> okay, here we go. <clears throat> Uh, about like the availability versus what are we? What thoughts do I have? She's never gonna get over tamales. Yeah. I guess like h- how, <laughs> like how can we avoid binge eating? Is that is that what? It, no, what it's it how can we overcome the cycle of saying food is bad or off limits? Oh yes, and that we can only have it this one time At of the year. At certain points too. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Lost in the I, sauce. Well, I think it's so hard to shift the mindset. It's definitely a process. But if you okay, is that your go. third on number one? two? Oh. No, it's my second. Relax. <laughs> go ahead. Anyways, uh, I think uh, honestly, truly, fake it till you make it. Right? You have to repeatedly tell yourself, "No food is off limits. There's no such thing as a bad food," because a moral it shouldn't have a moral tag on it unless you stole it. Uh, it's only, you know, it's only dirty unless you drop it on the floor. We need to stop <laughs> attaching these things to food and it takes a really long time. So I think you just have to repeatedly remind yourself, no food is mm-hmm. off limits. You can eat whatever you want. It's mm-hmm. truly just how do I work it into a healthy balance? And that also takes practice. So yeah. it's just putting that into practice one step at a time, I think. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's super interesting how when we do deem a food as bad or off limits, it's normally a food that we find ourselves over consuming when we do eventually allow ourselves to have it. So I think changing our language around the food as well, it it all comes back to like healing that relationship. 
you know, this is something we've kind of dealt with like our whole lives. When we were growing up and someone told us we couldn't have that cookie before dinner or we couldn't play with that certain toy. It's just all we thought about. We fixate on it. So if you tell yourself this about a food, especially a food that you really, really love, it's just, you're just going to become more fixated and more focused on that thing. And instead, if you would just allow yourself to eat it and enjoy it, you would probably be able to just move on with your day and know that the next time that that genuine craving comes up, you can have it. And once again, just move on with your day and stop fixating on it so much. 110%. It's like if you tell yourself, um, like recently talking with a client, we were kind of talking about candy and Halloween and they were like, well, I was really craving candy, but I didn't go for it. And I was like, why not? Like, you should have just had a piece when you wanted it. Because what's happening is you're going to say, I can't have the candy. And you're going to go eat something else that's not the candy. And it's not satisfying because that wasn't your craving. And then you end up going back and probably eating more candy than you originally intended because you tried to restrict it. Whereas mm-hmm. if you just would have had like a piece or two of the candy you wanted, you could have avoided that loop. And that does take time and practice, Mm -hmm. but like, that's exactly what you're saying, Nicole is like that, but that's how it comes into practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have, oh, sorry. I I have uh, two things to say that one hashtag eat the cupcake, Mm -hmm. right? That's like, I think that was like the second episode or something where we're like, yeah, just have it. Uh, And two, Brooke, I think it's interesting that you said (laughs) you let them eat candy because the last time we talked about Rice Krispies over bananas, (laughs) you said that you like bananas because of lifestyle habits. And I said, just have your Rice Krispies. So now we're fighting and maybe it's because I'm pseudo inebriated, but I am coming (laughs) swinging. (laughs) Oh my God. She is just team banana. I'm not say, I am, because then it's not a big deal banana if you want suck. to have the piece of candy. But I'm yeah. no, I'm never going to be the dietitian that says, "Hey, you should have two Rice Krispies every day." No. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Come on. No. It's like a hundred calories total. It doesn't. That's even not matter. balance. It's all sugar too. How is? Oh my. Okay. Listen, bro. Right, I gotta relax. I gotta if, relax. But, <laughs> bro, but she's not saying that if that's a practice that you've established that you like to have a Rice Krispie before you no, lift, I, that you yeah, can't do that. Like that's something that you've established I know, I know. works for you and we're cool with it. Nicole, the peacemaker comes in like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, now I'm going to have guilt every time. Oh, yeah. How does that make you feel? Brooke? Oh, now great. you made me feel guilty about eating ice cream. Oh, wait. Grace Chris. <laughs> <laughs> your drunk ass doesn't even know yeah, what you're mad about. I know. I'm like, I'm like, I'm just angry at everything. This is not how okay. <laughs> you healthfully argue, okay? <laughs> yeah. We need a therapist on here next. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine? We would all just be like <laughs> sobbing. Like, uh, Yeah, I'd be like. I'd be like, is that why I don't like the color blue on me? She's like, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Bro's going to be like, I've never felt loved. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> well, he eats Not- eight Rice Krispies and chugs <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the only time I feel full. Oh, my gosh. Uh, 
Anyway, I already <laughs> forgot where we're at. Yeah, um, I definitely forgot whatever I was going to say. But I guess what is a good way to identify the difference between true hunger and stress eating since, you know, we're just kind of in a constant state of stress nowadays? Yeah, I'd like to hear what, what you two as like RDs um, think about this because like I, I don't have any any experience with this and or I can't like name anything from a personal standpoint. I think I think it's kind of interesting because stress affects our hunger cues differently. So some people when they're really stressed aren't don't feel hunger. They um so it can be harder to identify if they're hungry or not just because that stress is kind of taking away that cue. But then some people during stress that's like all they want to do is eat and that appetite is kind of heightened. So I think it comes back to what I kind of said earlier of really stepping away for a second and identifying what it is that you're feeling. And regardless of if stress causes you to not have an appetite or if it causes you to have a heightened appetite, um, sifting through that emotion and then recognizing that you still need to fuel your body regardless of what's happening. But yeah, I mean, I think just processing, processing that emotion first and foremost, and then that, that will kind of lead you to where is my hunger at at this moment? And like, what do I need to satisfy myself? I love that. Like process the stress first and Mm -hmm. figure that out before you move on. I also think the idea of stress eating or emotional eating is really normal Mm-hmm. I want us to like normalize that. Like nothing's wrong with you or off because mm-hmm. you feel experience that. It's totally normal. Mm-hmm. And it's okay too if that's something that you do. Like don't feel guilty about it. If you've paused, you've processed the emotion and you're like, you know what? Having a brownie with some ice cream for dinner is like what is going to make me happy and joyous in that moment, then definitely do it. I think where you would come into an issue as if this was all the time, this was how you were coping. I think that that's kind of like a next level uh, where then you're not processing the emotion and you're using food in a way that could potentially be unhealthy. Um, And that's honestly when I would recommend, you know, talking to a therapist at that point about other ways because it's not just about the food. But I think if you're generally someone who like occasionally you're like, I'm stressed and I tend to want to eat. Uh, I think that Nicole's advice to just step back, process the emotion, and then move forward with whatever decision you decide is best for you is is totally fine. I think also this is why it's important to get in touch with your body and know the difference because once you start paying attention, you'll really easily be able to identify what's going on. If you're Mm -hmm. just doing like check-ins, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. I'm – I know how I – I'm feeling. I know what's going on. I know this type of hunger. I know where it's coming from. It makes your life a lot easier. And I I think that's why it's super important to get back in touch with your body again, which Mm -hmm. a lot of us aren't. We're like, oh, I have to eat six meals a day because gains or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also like recognizing um, that our body communicates with us. Like everybody, everybody's body communicates with them differently. So when you're hungry, it doesn't always mean that your stomach's going to be growling. For example, today 
Um, I went and worked out in the morning and I don't normally do that. I normally work out in the afternoon and, you know, I had fueled before my workout. I had a little post-workout snack or whatever and thought that I was hydrating. But around lunchtime, I was just feeling really like sluggish and my head was kind of fuzzy. And even though my stomach wasn't in pain because of hunger, you know, I wasn't like my stomach wasn't growling at me. It wasn't like an actual painful feeling, but I could still notice, Hey, my head's fuzzy. Hey, I don't have a lot of energy right now. And that is still like your body communicating with you that you're hungry. And as soon as I ate lunch, I felt better. And so I also think kind of writing out the cues that you've noticed, Hey, this is the signs that I know I'm getting hungry or I am hungry because it's going to be different for all of us. I think that's great. And physically write it down in a journal, physically, or, you know, type it out in a note in your cell phone, or even just starting to take mental note and pause, whatever works for you. It's super important. You start to become in touch with what's going on when you're hungry, with your energy levels, with your athletic performance, with your sleep, with your stress, all of these things are super important and a part of this cycle that kind of contribute to your overall health that it's great to be aware of because you can problem solve a lot quicker around the roadblocks that inevitably arise in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and hearing you two talk about that was <clears throat> great, but also made me like think about it. I was like, oh yeah. And I've said it before. I don't know why I said that I don't have like a personal thing with it, but my thing is just that I just don't eat. You know, when, I, when I'm stressed, I'll just be like so focused on other things that, you know, 12 hours passes by and I'm like, why do I feel so hungry <laughs> Like as soon as I move away? Uh, or even sometimes I don't even get that. And the next day, my workouts are just absolute dog crap. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't eat at all <laughs> yesterday. Um, so definitely, definitely agree with finding what, what works for you and, and really how your body is speaking to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've kind of talked about anxiety around the holidays, especially when it comes to food. We've talked about our language around food. We've talked about stress eating. How do, I guess let's transition into talking about food guilt and how can we avoid it? Because I think all of those things, having that anxiety, that stress, um, that negative language around food, it can all lead to this feeling of guilt And I definitely think that just everyone can benefit from not attaching guilt and shame to whatever it is they're eating. I think a lot of food guilt comes from comparison Mm -hmm. and thinking, okay, well, this is the norm or this is what they're doing. So this is what I need to do. But really we're all so different. It's funny because um, Brian always says you eat as much or more than I do. And I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> why are you looking at my plate? Mind your business. So I'm a growing girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I guess the perks of dating an old man, I can, my metabolism is still up there. <laughs> oh, my uh, JK, you're great. I love you. <laughs> but, but I think that you shouldn't compare what you're doing to anyone else and feel feel guilty about it and mm-hmm. having a plan for what works for you and also if if someone asks you or a family member asks you or something just politely brush it off 
Mm -hmm. You know, it's okay to say no thank you. You don't owe anyone an explanation for anything. If you, whatever you choose to do, uh, if you're trying to eat in moderation, if you're, if you don't care and you just want to enjoy the day, whatever it is that you're doing for you, don't feel like you owe anyone an explanation. It's your body and your life. So um, I guess that's really all I have to say about that. Ugh. So Brooke, when you mentioned like <laughs> politely <laughs> brushing it off, I think especially as you know, Ro mentioned earlier, we've all kind of been on this journey with ourselves and our bodies and our health for a really long time. And so we are approaching those more sustainable, healthy habits and those kinder habits when it comes to food in our bodies. So even if we're in a really good place with our relationship with food and we're no longer tying guilt to what we eat, what are the best ways to respond to others around around what you may be trying, like that you're trying to get away from that food guilt. Because I personally like just find it really exhausting (laughs) to continue to like push back when others are trying to like talk about their food guilt or like, Oh, I see that you got two different desserts. Why did you do that? It's just kind of like, it's already hard enough dealing with my own inner self. I don't really want people projecting their, like their perceived or their perspective of food and guilt or shame or whatever on me. The best comment is when people know you're a dietitian and they look at your plate and they're like, oh, I thought you were a dietitian. And I'm like, I'm going to (laughs) politely tell you to shut the fuck up is what I'm going to (laughs) do. Oh, it's the worst. (laughs) <laughs> and that's how we are expletive, people. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, I. So I have I have an uncle. It's it's so funny. So my my family is like so large, right? That all of these times where I'm like I have this aunt and uncle. Like it's it's always been a different aunt and a different uncle. So shout out to large Mexican families. <laughs> but I had this uncle who went like vegan out of nowhere, and I remember one time I was probably eating tamales. I don't remember. But he was like, he had to bring he was like, back. Oh, so you're still eating me? Yeah, right. Tamales. Yeah. Tamales. Uh, he's like, you're <laughs> you're still eating meat. And I was like, what do you mean still eating meat? And he's like, oh, it's like it's bad for you. Um, it uh, the oil the oils in the meat like uh, <laughs> the saturate saturate <laughs> your blood and like it's it's like dead stuff. And I'm like everything's dead stuff. As soon as you take it out of the ground, even a plant is dead. Like it doesn't, that doesn't matter. Uh, and he just went on this whole thing and I was like, Hey, that's, that's really great that you feel that way, but like you're wrong. Uh, and there's definitely like a better way to, to do these things. But you know, as someone who, for me, like I've, I've spent the better part of a decade, like refining, you know, what I eat and this and that. And, like it, just because like you had this opinion on meat being bad for you or why you should be a vegan and how it's made you feel great. Like that's so great for you. But I, I would not enjoy my life in the least bit if mm-hmm. I couldn't be eating this. Um, so for me, it's, it's like, Hey, like, I love you. Thanks so much for your concern. But like Brooke said, you can kindly shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, like I'm going to enjoy what, what I enjoy. Um, and for the most part, it's not going to affect me in a negative way that you think it's going to. And I think that's I so I can hard. see Ro in the middle of this confrontation, too. 
Yes, Sorry, definitely. I was just, me, just, just like nodding cool, my cool, head. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, like, bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and he anyway, shoves yeah. me in but, his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just keep eating. I'm like, that's so great. <laughs> and then I won't eat vegetables just to spite him. That's good. I think it, well, first of all, didn't Roe in like the first episode say he was coming for the vegans? Second off. Yeah, no, that was <laughs> that was episode four, I think was the question. Okay. But yeah. um, it's also really frustrating when it was just one commercial or one episode on Netflix that led this person to want to be vegan or want to be whatever. And then they heard a few sentences that led them to believe that this was going to make their life so much better. And now for whatever reason, they're trying to push this on you. And Ro, like you said, um, maybe it is allowing that person to feel better, but for how long? You know, have you only been doing this a couple weeks? Of course, you're in this heightened state of feeling awesome. But is it going to last? And if unless this is something that you have determined is sustainable for you and your life and your health habits, I think it's really important to remind yourself, don't you like you can enjoy something and it can be awesome for you, but that does not mean you need to push it on other people. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. So I no, no, so so I a billion percent agree. I I don't know why. I just remembered this one. He's like dying over here. He's like grabbing his chest. <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm so sorry. This is the roids, funny, man. But, the roids. Yeah, it's it's those nasal steroids. Uh I I was at my I have extended family in Colorado and some of them sell herbal life or herbal life uh-huh. uh it, you know it, it's so funny since you can't see the video i'm literally rubbing my forehead to like <laughs> think and, and you know, concentrate but uh, we were eating we were eating whatever we we're eating and i remember in the living room which you could see while you were eating a dinner table they're playing these videos of just like cows and pigs getting like <laughs> slaughtered and like bleeding out and stuff and so as i'm over here trying to enjoy my food he is like yeah so like if you have herbal life, you don't kill these animals. And I'm like, yo, steak is good as fuck. Like, I don't care. Like, what do you mean? And I just remember like them trying to like guilt us into buying like herbal life. And then I was like, I'm sorry, man. Like, things gotta die for me to survive. This is this is the way it is. <laughs> like, oh, okay. so sorry. That's just popped in my head. That's you know, I was how many so people would have like? How would these people have survived when the only thing that we could survive off of was killing animals in the wild. Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. But also, you know, there there were hunter gatherers. Like you, you had the gatherers who had berries and stuff. That's I think true. it'd be really cool to bring like a some sort of paleo enthusiast on. But anyway, <laughs> we're talking well, about the holidays. well, Nicole. Nicole that's and true. I had a conversation earlier that were not earlier a couple days ago probably, <laughs> and we were talking about why people get so hyped up about their diets and their eating patterns. Like why do people want to talk about food all the time and talk about their diets? And it was this light bulb moment. Um, and I shared something with Nicole and we were talking about it. People dedicate their entire lives and it's like a belief construct to some of these diets and mm-hmm. things like Herbalife or, uh, you know, 
paleo or keto or whatever. So they get really angry when you like question or disagree because it's almost like their belief system. It's crazy. And I wish we could just normalize accepting other people's eating patterns. Like why are people like that? It's just in the world. It's like a sense of belonging too, right? How are we still here? How are we going to weddings and going to birthday parties and all we want to fucking talk about is what diet we're on? Is food? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are You're we like, doing? Oh yeah, you know I saw Jed do a <laughs> blow off a stripper's uh, just oh. yesterday, but he's gonna be a great man anyway. So are you like into that carnivore diet? Yeah, it's it's. You're so right. It's so stupid. Or even we like, can still even talk about family- strippers. But I don't want to talk, you know, like my grandfather used to always say, don't, you don't talk about uh, money, religion, politics. It's not polite. Like, you know, in random dinner party conversation, we need to add food to the list. Don't talk Mm, about money, politics, food, you know, whatever. Diet. Um, Strippers are fine. That's good. I can, we can still talk about that. Mm -hmm. So I guess. I'm the opposite. I'm like, so what's your money, food, and politics like? Ro Ro is there to argue. He is there to win. Yeah. I'm just an instigator. It's okay. So I guess in summary, <laughs> when avoiding food guilt, um, recognize if that guilt is really your own or if it's someone talking at you and projecting their own food guilt on you. And if so, just walk away from that conversation unless, you know, if it, especially if it's with Ro, because he's going to fight until the death. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... Now that we've kind of (laughs) talked about all the stress and anxiety and crazy shit that comes along with the holidays, um, January 1st, of course, is what follows. It's the opening day of diet culture season is what Brooke would say. So what are some good ways to mentally prepare for this and set ourselves up for success moving into the new year? I would say start setting some small goals now. Instead of putting pressure on yourself that you need to do some big dramatic change January 1st, I would say get a kickstart and, you know, work on setting. If you want to set like a year goal, a six month goal and like a one month goal, I would recommend that to have some long term and short term and start with really small habits and changes that you can do now and get a jump start, and then avoid when everyone is shoving down your throat that you need to do a 30 day detox or a whole 30 Mm -hmm. or something. And I think it's funny because we, the three of us, were texting this week. And if there is any reminder you need, 2020 is it. Go look back at the goals that you set <laughs> December 31st, 2019, <laughs> and how many of them came true because the shit year of a year happened. And it was nothing we could have planned <laughs> for or suspected. So, I mean... My biggest advice is if you're itching to start a new diet and you've tried a million others before this one, try to gently remind yourself that if hardcore dieting and deprivation worked, you wouldn't be needing to start a new one. Um, And also... Preach. Yes. (laughs) Seek out healthcare professionals you can trust and that can help you come up with a unique plan for you that just... That isn't just insane calorie deficits or crazy hours of exercise. Um, The people that you hire are going to directly impact where you go with those goals and how it shapes your life. So really try to find people that align with 
your kind of mission and vision for life and your core values. And that's going to make a huge difference. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's like, you know, of course, like it, this is a good time for us to like plug our stuff. Right. And be like, you know, we're trained professionals mm -hmm. and, you know, some would call us experts and blah, 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 whatever. But at the end of the day, it's really that, you know, there's so much nuance to this and, and it is so much about just taking baby steps and, understand that this is like this is a long race and it's not going to happen in january it's not going to happen in february but like the small steps that you do in january and february especially if led by or if um guided by someone who is a uh, professional like an rdm or someone who is like a a trainer worth their salt or anything will help you to get to what comes after february january february march, march. uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, and then from there, right, then you start to actually build up on things like it. You don't want to burn out January 30th, 31st. I, I never learned that trick to figure out which one is <laughs> 30 months or 30 days, which one's 31. And then be like, well, I give up for the next 11 months. Like talk about shooting yourself in the foot right at the beginning. Um, so, yeah, I, like I, I agree that definitely start like now um but that doesn't mean crash diet now mm -hmm. it means start to slowly put you know uh healthier habits into your life even if it's just walking in the mornings like we just talked about um and that that'll pay its dividends by next you know november december all that well i think ro i'm gonna quote your advice you said in the past and this is really important for this concept. Have consistent B plus days. Mm -hmm. Don't have A yeah. plus, D minus, D minus, D minus, A plus. You know, set yourself up with these consistent habits from the mm -hmm. beginning that are manageable that you can consistently do and follow through. Yeah, that's exactly what came to mind when you were talking. So smart, guys. <laughs> okay, oh, let's not let well, it get to our head. Yes, that's true. <laughs> we gotta we gotta humble this man, y'all. I told you. Rain it back in. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh I I definitely think all of this was super helpful and definitely going into the holiday season, we kind of have some actionable steps that people can take and we'd love to hear your feedback. We'd love to hear, you know, if you're having any like specific struggles, especially around the holidays and approaching that new year, please reach out to any one of us and we'd be happy to talk to you and kind of see like Rose said, you know, maybe one of us is able to come alongside you and help you with whatever goals that you may be looking into or able to point you into the right direction of someone else who may be able to help. Um, but I've really enjoyed this conversation with y'all and what, what else do we need to say? I was going to say uh, our, we have our Instagram at health unfiltered pod so definitely reach out. And um, if you reach out to that account, it links up to all of our personal accounts. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, submit questions, comments, reviews. We would love to hear from you. We've I've loved reading what mm -hmm. the feedback we've gotten so far. So I'm very grateful. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I do have a – I know we, like, kind of put the sign-off bit on. But I do have a question um, because I always do. Um, <laughs> always. For someone who maybe – Let's uh, say someone is competing in January um, 
whether in a bodybuilder competition or a uh, sport that you have to kind of be in a weight class, like how how would your advice change for that? Because obviously at that point, it's not like, hey, like fully indulge in this and that and understand that it's just one day or a month or whatever. But if you had an athlete that came to you and said like, you know, I, I, I really want to enjoy the holidays. Like I really do. Um, but I, I, my weight is close to where I have to be for competing on the platform or on stage, um, or in like a, uh, quote unquote pageant sport, like gymnastics or cheerleading, like how, how does that change? Uh, I, well, I can definitely take this one because I've had the situation with clients and athletes I've worked with in the past. I would recommend using the idea of the plate method because I don't think that Thanksgiving should be stressful and you're not going to know the million things your grandma put in green bean casserole. So I would recommend <laughs> using the plate method of knowing a fourth of my plate should be protein. Uh, depending on you know what you're doing, this will look different, but like a fourth vegetables half plate carbs, you know, right. If you didn't have to restrict for weight and you had an intense workout day, but I would recommend just eyeballing with a plate and then take two plates and take one. So you have one for the next day. So you can really fully enjoy the holiday, but you're basically just cutting it back and eating in moderation and using a plate to roughly estimate what you're getting and you're not going overboard. I like that answer. Also, you, you brought up green bean casserole, uh, and <laughs> I would like to know what your uh, nomination for worst Thanksgiving meal would be because that's mine. I cannot what? stand what? I hate green beans. I hate green beans, you know? <laughs> you like haven't had the right than, green beans. More than I hate bananas. Uh, I just heck? cannot stand them. Like, Have you ever had green bean casserole, though? Yes. Otherwise, I wouldn't have said I hated it. I because green bean casserole not... is like, it's got cheese. It's got mm-hmm. like cornflakes on green it. It's beans. delicious. <laughs> it's got green beans. It's got oh green beans. God. That's the worst part. You know, that's like, ugh. It's just, Honestly, I don't know. I don't, Man, cranberry I don't sauce. My... Cranberry sauce is gross. Oh my gosh. Really? Cranberry sauce okay, is amazing. Especially the <laughs> one from the can. <laughs> nope. Ew. The thing comes what out the molded fuck? in the shape of the can. Yes. Uh-uh. You, have to, you have to like jiggle it out. Yes. Like, oh, uh, that is the only cranberry sauce to eat. <laughs> this is disgusting. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> oh I remember we did a like Friendsgiving when we lived in Mississippi. And I was like, Brooke, I got the cranberry sauce. And she was like, what is that? And it was literally like this jiggling it out of this can and she was like this is disgusting it's oh not meant for human consumption that is wow. not human grade oh, food. that is what that is what Anything. i grew up on so here we are that's amazing i don't i don't have oh, one. that was a good question <laughs> it, it, you really don't have a worst one no like there's nothing at thanksgiving dinner you just said cranberry that i have not liked i'm really i'm not a picky eater there are like i i really don't know one thing that i don't like it's a problem <laughs> <laughs> what about you Brooke? she no, said cranberry, sauce. The cranberry shit oh that's right that was you okay sorry that, that was oh, wow. uh, the fourth right. person yeah. on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Jeb would like to know. Okay, I just thought How of another one. Would you rather Jeb have it turkey, turkey or ham? Turkey, turkey. 
dark oh, man, meat. I love ham. Uh, no, um, on Christmas it, no, we do isn't, roast isn't beef. Isn't turkey light meat? We do I like guess, I don't they. Know. They have some Turkey's dark meat light, but the dark oh. meat is the the best part. I think. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I always get the the scraps. They're like the big boys go first, and I'm like, okay, when will I be a big boy? Rose like getting um, the gizzards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's good for you i promise i'm like all right uh and then and then finally unless you guys have another one apple pie versus pumpkin pie apple pumpkin apple suck it Nicole. apple and ice cream <laughs> apple and vanilla ice yes, cream. that's true absolutely. okay so here's my only thing with, some with apple drizzle pie. Of caramel on it yeah mm. the only thing with apple pie is those apples better be soft as hell because if they're hard yeah. that's when i don't like it that's agreed, fair. agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I don't know why I thought about those things. Well, mostly because the green bean casserole sucks, but uh, <laughs> then I was like, what else? What else do people eat? Crescent rolls oh. or regular rolls? Well, what's a regular roll? I like guess? a Sister Schubert roll. <laughs> Sister Schubert's, that's what we do. So mm. good. What the hell is... I gotta, <laughs> what? I'm like Googling this. It's like... Sister... It's, it's literally Schubert. like in the freezer section, see, but it's like see, what my bro, family's now, always had. Yeah, Ro now has to oh. come to a Mimi Thanksgiving, Southern Thanksgiving, <laughs> a, a white Thanksgiving, Mimi. So you need a Southern Thanksgiving. Nah, I'm not trying to have a food that's on that's spiced with salt. Like, okay, guys, was that racist? Anyway, um, I, I are are sister Schubert rolls like like Hawaiian rolls? Is that like the same? No. They're like the dinner rolls. Maybe they look similar, but they're almost like biscuits. Okay. That's why they're so good. Yeah, both. Eat all the carbs. I don't don't have a preference. Well, on that note, I have have a a nightcap Baileys date with my grandmother. (laughs) Yes, drink all the Baileys. I have to get back to just drinking Mama Lonesome. Should be good. This is a great podcast. I really, really enjoyed. Yeah, I know. Really enjoyed it. <clears throat> I, uh, you know, if if I had <laughs> issues with food guilt and food anxiety, then I would, uh, I would have taken a lot from this. But if you were like me and you were like, I'm just gonna keep eating and lifting and doing whatever the hell I want, then good for you. I hope you at least enjoyed the laughs. Yeah, <laughs> the lulls and everything. So, like Brooke said, uh, follow us on. At Health Unfiltered Pod, um, please keep leaving comments uh, and questions. That's been really great. Um, I do love hearing from our friends, but also a bunch of randos. Uh, and if you are in <laughs> Russia, we don't have secret information, but we appreciate the <laughs> downloads. So keep <laughs> keep telling your your friends about us. And uh, hopefully, Daddy Putin can sponsor this this podcast. That would be great. So, <laughs> wow. On that note, <laughs> cue the music. Yeah, cue the music. <laughs> Bye. <y'all. laughs>